name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is among us. He is among My beloved brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as we gather for this 21st Sobor of our diocese, nothing so establishes us like the divine liturgy, where we realize the very theme of our assembly, taken from the writing of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. For it is in the divine liturgy, every divine liturgy, that we become partakers of the divine nature according to St. Peter in the second letter. And as we take into our bodies and our blood the most holy body and most precious blood of our Master and Lord, thus, my beloved faithful, we are not separate and separated and distant from one another, regardless of the miles, regardless of time, regardless of the calendar, <coughs> regardless of interpersonal problems and disputes that often tear at the fabric of our lives, in fact, we are one, even as our Lord and the Father are one. This is the fulfillment of his high priestly prayer that our Lord offered on the night in which he gave himself up for the life of the world. Listen. And I ask not only for these, but I ask for those who believe in me because of them, that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world might believe that you sent me and the glory that you gave to me. I have given to them that they might be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they might be perfect unto you and be one, so that the world might know that you have sent me and that you have loved them even as you love me. From the Gospel of St. John. So it is that our unity in Christ is not founded on our efforts, nor our definitions, nor our works, nor our energies. It is founded on the answered prayer of the Son of God, who makes us members of himself. Now you may ask, how can we sinners that we are be members of the body of Christ, whose hands we describe in the Holy Liturgy as pure, immaculate, and blameless? Can we describe ourselves with such words if we are honest with ourselves, nevertheless, we are called members of his body and members of one another. So how can this be? Let us look at the example of scripture that is particularly relevant to this day. Today, as you know, it is the Feast of the Twelve Apostles, the Synaxis, on our calendar. The Lord called twelve to serve him as apostles. Yet, as the Lord himself says, 
Is it not I who chose the twelve of you? And is not one of you a devil? According to the Gospel of John. This does not indicate a lack of judgment on the part of our Savior. This shows that He understands our human frailty, our weaknesses, and our sins. This means that as the all-knowing God, He knew that Judas would betray Him. Yet even though the number of the apostles was reduced to eleven, and the, by the betrayal of Judas, with the election of Matthias, the number was restored to twelve. Indeed, the calling of St. Paul on the road to Damascus, we behold superabundance of divine grace, because as the Gospel of St. John says, there is grace upon grace. We see the person of St. Paul shown in the icon of the synopsis of the Holy Apostles because he represents the extension of the gospel to the Gentiles, to us, and to all the world. As it says in the Psalms, especially that of the 18th Psalm, their sound had gone forth into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. From the from the insufficiency and the shortness of all of us and of those that the Lord called, betrayed by one, denied by another, and deserted by all in the Garden of Gethsemane, we come to the fullness of the present feast and we see how God takes what is little, insufficient to us, and magnifies it to bring about His holy will. Thus it is in the church his body, his bride. Although we are sinners and fall far short of his glory, we are still his body and his bride. Because he has made us so, we are reminded of this beautiful reality in every wedding service of our church, where the epistle reads in part. The husbands are to love their own wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her so that the church might be sanctified, cleansed by the washing of water, in the active word, so that he might present her to himself a glorious church, without stain, without wrinkle, without any such thing, but that she might be holy and blameless. This is the way that husbands should love their wives as they love their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, Indeed, no one ever hated his own flesh. Rather, he nourishes and he cherishes it, even as the Lord does the church. For we are the members of his body, this holy church. We are of his flesh and we are of his bones. For this cause a man shall forsake his father and forsake his mother and cleave unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. This is a great and solemn mystery but I am referring to Christ and the church from the Ephesians. My beloved faithful, we are the great and solemn mystery. We are the bride of Christ and we are the body of Christ. These two metaphors for the church teaches us how we are to live as Christians. As the bride of Christ, we are to live our lives without stain, without wrinkle, or any such thing, holy, and blameless. 
And as the body of Christ, we are called to be fully part of one another, members of one another, even the very flesh and bones of one another. This is why the unity of the church can never be completely comprehended by the human mind. Every limb, every cell of our bodies lives and flourishes because it is connected to the rest of the body. If someone loses a hand or a limb, and that limb perishes, that had been cut, even if the body continues, the very agility of our own human nature teaches us that in order to remain alive, we must remain intact. We must have integrity of our physical body. It's the reason we feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, and protect ourselves with shelter. Now, extend this thought to the church. Do we feed the church? Do we clothe the church? Do we protect the church? Hence our diocese practices Christian stewardship in many of the parishes across the country to feed and to nurture the church. Our diocese has built so many houses of divine worship to clothe and adorn the church. Our diocese has Christ the Savior Seminary, soon to be 70 years of age, to safeguard the teachings of the church. But all these can only be accomplished if the body is one, if the body is intact. If we have integrity with our faith, we must be in truth and in deed, not only in word and speech, everyone, one members of one another. And this is not so easily accomplished. When was the last time you felt about your fellow parishioner, your priest or your neighboring priest, your brother priest, the same feelings of love, the feelings of concern, the feelings of appreciation and appreciation and generosity that you feel for your family? Or maybe even your family has such difficulties that the expression of Christian virtues is hard even there. You see, my friends, bringing about the integrity of the body of the church through our own efforts is extremely difficult. I would say impossible for our human abilities. There are burdens of sin, burdens of circumstance, burdens of history, burdens of time and place, burdens that weigh down like so many iron bands that sometimes, as the prophet King Manasseh said, we cannot lift our eyes even unto heaven. Therefore, our merciful and loving God has provided for us, as he always does, during his earthly ministry, our Lord reminded his disciples of the birds of the sky and the lilies of the field, teaching them not to worry about the provisions of life. For those who would become his disciples through their teaching, he has left us an even greater memorial, his sacred body and his most precious blood, holy flesh and holy blood that make us his body, that make us the church, that make us his living body. And the Lord said, Amen, Amen, I say to you, unless you feed on the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you possess no life within you. Those who feed on my flesh and drink my blood possess eternal life. 
and I will resurrect them on the final day. Indeed, my flesh is truly a food that nourishes, and my blood is truly a drink that quenches. Those who feed on my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, the one who eats me, that very one will live because of me, according to the Gospel of St. John. The Eucharist. The Eucharist we share this day and at every divine liturgy is the foundation for our life together as the body of Christ. It is important that we receive the holy mystery, the holy sacrament of communion over and over again, week after week, day after day, if possible. And also to receive at least once a month the forgiveness through confession. St. John Chrysostom reminds us that before he goes into the great heavens, he hopes that he will be able to taste the food of immortality, to taste the, the body and the blood of Christ before he goes on into eternity. The forgiveness that flows from the chalice, even as from the holy side of the Lord, pierced by the lance, can heal all divisions between us, great and small. The Eucharist, it's what we are celebrating today. The Eucharist is what you're going to, and I are going to eat when we come forward in, in a short time from now. The body of the Lord that we take mystically into our own bodies can we recreate our humanity, open up to us every grace and spiritual blessing. And my beloved Christians, let us establish ourselves, our lives, our families, our parishes, our God-protected diocese and our whole church as the body of Christ through the body of our Lord, that we may attain unto the promise of the prophet Job who said, I know that my Redeemer lives and that I shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. <coughs> may this, this message of, of the gospel and the message of the prophet Job be something to think upon during these days. Although the worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.